This summer, Marvel took a super obscure comic book and turned it into the biggest movie of the year. Which means one thing. Marvel can't fail. Next summer, we're releasing Ant-Man. It's about a guy who talks to ants. What? Yeah. We don't even need comic books anymore. We made a superhero team by pointing at a bunch of random words in the dictionary. You're gonna fall in love with Marvel's Creatures of the Cosmos. You're telling me the fate of the world is in the hands of a pastry chef, a Harlem Globetrotter, an alien real estate sign spinner, a dude dressed as Grimace, and an office chip. They're humanity's last hope. It seems ridiculous. I'm on board. And check out this bold move. We took the first four people we found on a city bus and made a movie with them. We dare you not to see Marvel's Bus People. But we couldn't bother, we tried. And to prove it, get ready for Marvel's Pam. And so will Marvel's fancy ghosts. Marvel's some shopping carts. And Marvel's Pam 2, the Winter Pam. So you're gonna be like, Star Wars who? That is until, yep, Marvel's Star Wars. Hey everybody, this is Rico, and uh, that was a little skit from last night's Saturday Night Live with Chris Pratt. You can't really tell uh, all of what you're uh, hearing about, uh, but watch the video, it's online, and uh, it's hilarious. Basically, Chris Pratt, of course, from Guardians of the Galaxy, fantastic movie, best of the year. My favorite uh, was on uh, Saturday Night Live last night, and the, the premise of that little skit there was you know that Marvel can't miss, so they can just do anything in a movie. And you watch the video; it's it's hilarious. And and Chris is done up as uh, Princess Leia in the uh, at the end there for the Star Wars bit. But that uh, just a fun opening is for Treks in Sci-Fi for this week. It is episode five oh six, and it is September twenty eighth, twenty fourteen. For those of you who thought this was going to be a video cast, well, I thought it was going to be a video cast too, but because of two big things. One, still working on painting my house, which is taking a lot of my time. And two, preparing to go to Austin Comic Con this week. I decided to forego the video and we're just going to do an audio cast for the topic of a preview of the fall TV season. A lot of good stuff coming. A lot of geeky shows coming, and I wanted to talk about them. So I thought audio would work okay for that. Video would have been fun, but I'm going to do a video cast in a couple of weeks uh, with all the Austin uh, highlights from this year from Comic-Con. So with uh, with that, and I've done a couple of video casts recently too uh, over the last month or so. So we'll just do audio for this week. I hope that's fine, and uh, I think it'll be just as enjoyable, I hope. And uh, So without any further ado, let's do this. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. 
I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futus of War. Resistance is futile. Strength flows from the force, but beware of the dark side. Oh. 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 Iron Man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. This is a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a uh, reach call. You're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. Okay, welcome to the show again, everyone. This is Rico, your host for Treks and Sci-Fi. I haven't said it in a while, but uh, if you're fairly new listening to the podcast, this is a podcast that's been going on for many, many, many years, so over 500 episodes, and we talk about geeky topics of interest, movies, TV, focus a lot on Star Trek and Star Wars, but uh, a lot of other things, too. And so, welcome to the show. If you ever want to get a hold of me, treksf at gmail.com. Com. <laughs> Am I from Boston now? And we also have a Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash treks and sci fi. So, uh, yeah, so that's the place you're at right now or what you're listening to. The, uh, the topic for this week is going to be, like I said, uh, previewing the fall TV season. Talk about mostly focus on the new shows, the new genre shows that are coming. And uh, along with uh, some returning favorites and, uh, you know, a few other things. But first, kind of the news and what's been going on in the, in the geek world. I, I first should thank you also. Um, I want to thank uh, Chris and Jen for that Mass Effect podcast from last weekend. Uh, you guys did fantastic work as always, professional podcasters that you are. And I would expect nothing less. So it, uh, it, it, that game series is, is really is, is just one I, I really need to sit down and play i it's it's right up my alley it has the right kind of uh gaming and story and everything like that i mean it's just really perfect so thanks again uh to uh, chris and jen for uh, that show what uh what's been going on in the news well uh, let's start with kind of the biggest little story and, and what's been really floating around a lot out there and there was just a new follow-up or or part of this that came out, uh, which sort of confirms it. So there was a story that started maybe a week or so ago, at least, maybe a little more, give or take. But uh, there was a story going around that Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner had been sort of um, contacted by someone or some entity uh, or some, you know, movie studio, let's say, to possibly have a, uh, some kind of a small part in the next Star Trek movie. Now, uh, Roberto Orsi, who who worked on the previous ones in, in more of a writing capacity, he is, uh, I don't think it's been officially confirmed, but basically it's been confirmed. He ha has worked on the story. He's, he's supposed to be directing this next film, which is supposed to start filming, according to 
reports early in 2015 for a 2016 release. So early next year, just in a few months, Zachary Quinto, who plays uh, Spock in the new movies, uh, he has sort of said this as well. So it sounds pretty likely we're going to get an early spring filming for a 2016, probably summer 2016 release for uh, the next Star Trek film. So they are doing another film. It, it's it's really heavy in pre-production, definitely coming. So this, you know, we we have that part of it at least. And obviously Leonard Nimoy has had parts, uh, a, a part in both of the last films, especially the first one in 2009 that J.J. Abrams worked on and a little bit in the last one. So having him, a, a little cameo of him a, a, some in some way in this next movie, eh, that's that's not really too surprising. But putting William Shatner as Kirk, older Kirk, obviously, in this next movie is is a bit problematic. I mean, it's 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 a different universe. Uh, Kirk is kind of dead in in the prime universe, in the main universe. So uh, that the, that's a little bit of a problem. Uh, of course, there's lots of different ways you could do it: time travel, holodeck recorded message uh, um, who knows they could have used you know lots of different sci-fi things to, to, to work this out uh, I think it would be a cool idea I would love to see William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy together again one last time uh, as Kirk and Spock if they do it well it, it you know I, I could live without it I'm sure the movie's gonna be fun I, I don't think that'll be a big problem one way or the other but if they can find a way to do it which doesn't come off as kind of just cheap or or something. Maybe there'll be some connection. Maybe they'll show Kirk and Spock back in uh, when they were together, you know, in their days, their final days on the Enterprise, and there will be a plot connection to something that happens in the alternate universe, perhaps. Uh, again, lots of different ways you could do this and write it. Uh, and I hope they really just blow out their imagination and blow out the walls, so to speak, and get outside the box and and really have a fun time and, and, and do something completely new, different, and original with this third movie. It's it sounds like that's going to be the case. You know, they're talking about them being way out there in deep space on their mission, deep into it. It's not going to just take place, you know, right after the last Into Darkness movie. It sounds like there's going to be some time that has gone by. So so all that is good to me, and I, I'm looking forward to it, of course. So, But uh, I, there is, I was going to say, I was going to play it, but it's kind of about four or five minutes long, so you guys can all watch it. But if you go over to trekmovie.com, William Shatner was at a Nashville Comic Con. I think it's another Wizard World event. This uh, Just this past weekend, right now, uh, yesterday, today, and he, there's an audio and video there of his panel uh, when he's talking to the audience, and he talks about how he's been, um, someone has contacted, contacted him about this, so J.J. Uh, Abrams, actually, and seeing if he's interested in being in the movie. So uh, just like he did for 2009, I guess. So there, there is some, there is something to this. It seems like. So uh, we'll keep everyone posted uh, about this uh, situation, and I, I will see what happens. Uh, you know, it's hard to say. I think there's a lot of factors involved. I, I think the, uh, I think there's just uh, a lot of things uh, about this that uh, it might happen, might not. But of course, you know, the best thing, the main thing is we're getting another movie. It's going to be out uh, in 2016. Along with what what else comes out there? Batman, Superman, yeah, that because that's not even coming out next summer, right? <laughs> Which is just crazy that that movie is still two years away of all the stuff and the talk that we've we've gotten about it. But uh, so yeah, so that's uh, so that's what's going on. What else do I wanted to mention here about uh, sci-fi and geek news? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure to be watching this uh, web series, The Red Shirt Diaries. I've talked about it once before, but it's a lot of fun. It's about a red-shirted ensign, uh, a, a woman who's, um, and Ensign Williams uh, is her name, I think. Yeah, Ensign Williams. She is uh, going through the original TOS episodes sort of from her point of view. The most recent one was about the naked time, which was a lot of fun. And uh, it, it's just a great, great show. Just go onto YouTube, search for Red Shirt Diaries, and you'll find it uh, Find it there. Lots of... Uh, Lots of other things going on. Lots of Star Wars things, too. We've got uh, some photos recently that have popped up uh, online about Star Wars and filming that episode uh, where they were have spotted through some aerial views and different things uh, Some in uh, over in the U.K. where they're filming uh, both X-Wing-looking craft and the Millennium Falcon in this sort of fortressy, grassy area that looks a lot like Yavin 4 to me from the first Star Wars movies, you know, where the rebel base was, um, uh, at that, uh, on that base, these little sort of hangars built in the sides of hills, kind of like, uh, monster size hobbit holes, I guess. But it, uh, it looks cool. I, everyone has, it seems to be really embracing this idea of a much more realistic Star Wars, much more real sets and, and, stuff you can touch and feel rather than everything being done on a soundstage and blue screen. I, I, I hope a lot of it is like that. I hope a lot of it's out in the um, real, quote-unquote, real world, or at least uh, not, uh, you know, offstage and, and uh, you know, outside of the, the studio, which, of course, makes uh, keeping things secret and under, under wraps quite a bit more difficult. When you're in a sealed building, uh, you can do pretty much anything, and, and no one will hear or know about it unless some some guy uh, takes some pictures on his phone and posts them all over uh, the internet. But we will uh, see what happens. I, I think, um, you know, it's cool. And gosh, think about this in another couple of months. We're almost October. In December this year, in two more months, December 2014, we'll only be a year away, one year away from a new, a brand new Star Wars movies and a brand new Star Wars movies with the original actors, with, you know, Han, Leia and Luke and Chewie and, you know, just, just all those uh, characters, the actors playing them again uh, after all this time. Something I never, ever thought we'd ever see something like that again happen for, you know, George Lucas said he didn't really want to do anything more. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, of course, selling things off to Disney. And then, uh, you know, the rest is history, as they kind of say. So, uh Disney kind of owns the world, you know, nowadays. <laughs> they really do. I mean, they, they, they've got Star Wars. They've got Marvel. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's pretty crazy. So, uh, but, uh, okay. All right, let me take a break here. I'll come back with just a little bit more news, and then we'll get into the main topic, talking about the fall TV season. Imagine yourself strolling the streets of Coruscant leading a squadron of elite X-Wing pilots, going toe-to-toe with the Dark Lord of the Sith. You can. All you have to do is crack open a book and listen to the Star Wars Stacks podcast and book club. Each month, your hosts Joe, Chris, and Jen take you on a guided tour of the expanded universe. The hosts begin the reviews with a non-spoiler synopsis and analysis to help you decide whether it's worth a read before sounding a spoiler alert and delving into the story in great detail. Subscribe to the show via iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Find the Star Wars Stacks on Facebook, Twitter, 
Goodreads, and SWStacksShow.com, the Star Wars Stacks Podcast and Book Club. It's fun. It's immersive. It's Star Wars. All right, I'm back. Uh, I wanted to mention a. Uh, I don't. I think I probably have mentioned this website before. One of the websites that I use a lot. There's there's a couple that I use for a lot of information and news and kind of follow them daily. But uh, Trek Movie is great. Uh, Trek Today for Trek stuff. Uh, but one for general entertainment uh, news is called ComingSoon.net. New movie trailers. Uh, talk about TV. Uh, I could run down, even just read the headlines. The comic book movie news, they got a whole section on that. Uh, like uh, the the CW, we're going to talk about the, the Flash TV series uh, that's coming in, a, in just a, a couple of weeks. They're going to give uh, the premiere episode, it's going to be three minutes longer. It's going to go like three minutes over. So make sure your DVRs are all set and can handle that if you're using one. It looks like Marvel Comics and Jack Kirby's estate have announced an amicable resolution to some uh, legal things. Jack Kirby was one of the guys that worked uh, for Marvel Comics way back in the heyday, really did some of the groundbreaking work on characters like Thor and Captain America and, and others, uh, just just uh, you know did a lot to really put Marvel on the map. So any money they're getting is probably well-deserved. Uh, there's this new movie with Michael Keaton called Birdman, uh, where he's this um, character. I think he's supposed to be a, an, an actor that he played this character, Birdman. Supposed to sort of be a little bit of a takeoff of, of Michael Keaton playing Batman in a way. Uh, also, they're doing a, uh, a special to X-Men Days of Future Past Rogue cut. to The character of Rogue, played by Anna Paquin, is going to be slipped more into the movie, like about 10 minutes of footage a special uh, cut of that to come out in 2015 where, you know, that movie Days of Future Past, the X-Men, the last X-Men film that was out in May uh, is arriving very soon on, on DVD and Blu-ray and they're going to have this special edition one they've already announced that's coming in 2015. Another one of those situations where, you know, the marketing and, and sales folks hey, well, let's release one version of this movie, and then, you know, a few months or more go by, and then they release another version, more money, more money, with a few more minutes in it and so forth. It's a little, you know, it, it, I know it bothers most people who, you know, watch this stuff, especially those of us who buy these editions right away when they come out, and then only to have a, a new better, you know, basically better in a way, uh, edition come out not too long after. It, it's, um, you know, Star Trek just did that with the Star Trek compendium, which I kind of thought was worth it just because there's an IMAX cut of the movie in there, especially, along with a lot of other bonus features. And the, the price wasn't too bad. It contains both of the last two Star Trek movies, again, the IMAX version of Into Darkness, and a lot of behind the scenes stuff, bloopers, uh, deleted scenes, just a great package. Uh, four discs, although the packaging of it, 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 as someone I think on the Facebook group pointed out, the packaging itself, it, it leaves something to be desired. So we've got uh, that movie Interstellar coming soon. And there's some talk about that. So comingsoon.net. Uh, yeah, definitely take a look at that. Definitely, definitely, uh, you know, what was that Rain Man? Definitely got to get home to watch Wapner. So 
yeah, check these sites out. So, okay, that should be enough news. Other information we're going to get into. It's sort of news in a way, but let's talk about the TV season 2014 style, fall 2014. Now, over the years, TV has sort of changed, you know, a lot. Although there are still most new major shows start in the fall for the main networks, for some of the cable channels. But you do have shows that, that come on during the summer. I've been watching this one with Sean Bean called Legends. Uh, the, there's some other things. They had The Last Ship. Uh, so, but you still get uh, the vast majority of, of new TV stuff comes in the fall, September, October, even sometimes into early November. Uh, but mostly, mostly this year, it seems to be end of September, October. So we've got some new things to look forward to. And uh, I'm not going to do these. I, I don't think I'm going to do these in any particular order, really. Uh, but uh, I will do them as they, uh, you know, kind of come to mind. And maybe we'll go kind of... Um, I don't know, network to network a little bit. So the first one, of course, that springs to mind for me is what I just recently there mentioned, uh, The Flash. Uh, the Flash, of course, was it was a series way back in the, was it the late 80s? When was that on? Uh, you know, 90s? I don't know. Um, they did a TV show. It only lasted, I think, a season, if I remember right. And it was pretty good, not bad. Uh, I, I thought they had some good good work done on it. Actually, yeah, I think it must have been. It was in the '90s because the uh, the music. I remember it happening right after the big Batman first movie with Michael Keaton, and the music was very much like the Batman movie. So, uh, putting a superhero, a DC superhero, on TV made made sense, of course. And they wouldn't weren't going to do Batman because that was going to be done in the movie. So. But this new show, the the Flash on the CW, is uh, going to uh, be airing on Wednesday nights. I believe it's just on right after Arrow, or I'll I'll check that while I'm playing a clip for you. But uh, it uh, it looks great. It looks great. They introduced the character of Barry Allen, the Flash, uh, who will become the Flash um, in the you know I don't know how much they're gonna, it kind of happened in in Arrow really, uh, but they're probably going to show some of that in the first episode in the pilot episode, but. Barry Allen becomes the Flash, the Arrow TV show, which is entering its now third season. Gosh, it seems like it's been on longer than that, uh, but uh, it's been pretty successful. I really enjoy it. It's it's a great show. Uh, DC has done some really good TV stuff over the last few years, and this is no exception. So uh, let me just play one of these uh, uh, multiple, multiple, many, many, many. There's a very long extended trailer on uh, YouTube for the Flash. It's five or so minutes long. I'm not going to play that. I'll play I'll play something a little shorter, but uh, this will give you a feel for this show, and I'll come back and, and give you a little more info on it. If you really do this, you're going to make mistakes. But the good you do will far outweigh the bad. What if I'm not a hero? You can be better, because you can inspire people. Making a difference, saving people in a flash. All my life, I've wanted to be more. And now I am. I created this madness, but you, Barry, you can stop it. 
All right, so yeah, it's a great uh, preview there. It's it's uh, the character of Arrow kind of doing the talking at the beginning. Uh, but let's give you some background on this. The Flash, yeah, I was wrong before. It's not going to air the same night as the Arrow. I thought maybe premiering that way, but it's going to be on Tuesday nights on, on the CW. At least, as I always like to say, in the United States, <laughs> your times and days may vary wherever you're at. Uh, but the uh, yeah, the Grant Augustin who is going to be playing Barry Allen, I think is a, a, a great pick. He seems perfect for the part. I loved his little bit that he did of the character in Arrow. He's very earnest, uh, just just really looks the part, fits the part, and uh, I think he's going to be great. Uh, I've got some other people in the cast, Candace Patton, Rick Cosnett, Daniel Panabaker, Carlos Valdez, Tom Cavanaugh is kind of the scientist-looking uh, guy and uh, Jesse L. Martin. The uh, composer music is Blake Neely. Uh, what else can we say here? It's an hour-long uh, drama on the CW. Again, Tuesday nights it'll be at 8 o'clock, at least in Eastern uh, time. Uh, we're going to have uh, some guest stars. We're going to have William Sadler, Wentworth Miller is going to be on here, Clancy Brown, uh, Dominic Purcell, uh, Amanda Pays, uh, she's going to have a little bit. She was on the 90s Flash series. She's going to have a little uh, thing. And also the the cool thing that they've done here is John Wesley Shipp, who played the 90s Flash character. Uh, he is going to play Henry Allen, Barry's father, in this series. So it's it, it's cool. I really like the idea that they're connecting the two a little bit. Uh, with I didn't realize until I'm reading this Wikipedia entry that Amanda Pays, who was the scientist, uh, Dr. Tina McGee, uh, from the 90s show, that she was going to pop up into this one, too. So, uh, you know, it all takes place in Central City. Uh, Barry Allen is a, um, he's in a, a cystic, uh, a cystic, <laughs> my English, me no speak good English today. Uh, it, he is an assistant, a police, a forensic investigator. So, uh, you know, the great uh, connection here, he works with the police department, much like uh, Dexter on that show where he's not a cop per se, but he's uh, part of the department. So it'll put him in touch and connected to uh, a lot of things happening, obviously crime and, and, and problems in the city. And they've got this great five-minute-plus-long uh, preview for the, the thing that really goes into Barry's past. He was kind of picked on as a kid. He always couldn't run away from the bullies, but now, of course, he's the fastest man alive, uh, which is, is cool. And there's going to be some crossovers with Arrow, I have heard. I think there's going to be a definite uh, multi-part thing they're going to do at some point this season. Uh, that I've read about. So uh, I like the fact that they're going to keep the shows connected to some level and degree. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, since Barry's so fast, I mean, he could just, you know, speed over, zoom over, and help Arrow just about any time uh, in a flash. So uh, really excited for this show. I think it's going to be great. DC has really been doing some great stuff. Just like Marvel can't miss, uh, just like I played in the early part of today's show, can't seem to miss Marvel movies. Uh, DC is 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 got a great track record going now with uh, TV stuff. So uh, let me play uh, one more little short preview for The Flash, and then we'll get on to uh, uh, another um, TV show. I'm Linda Park, and we're live outside Star Labs. Wait, we are now being told to evacuate the facility. He's up. Welcome back, Mr. Allen. Take it to me. You're going through changes we don't know. 
inside your body could be the map to a whole new world. This just keeps getting cooler. We've been searching for other metahumans like yourself. I saw one of them today. He can control the weather. We have to stop him before he hurts anyone else. I have something that might help. I don't think that bolt of lightning struck you, Barry. I think it chose you. This keeps up, it could be an F5 tornado. It's headed towards the city! You can stop it. Run, Barry, run! Yeah, so I'm real excited. Uh, run, Barry, run! All right, next up, uh, let's stay in the comic book realm uh, a bit, and we'll talk about, uh, this is not on the CW, which is a little surprising, a little weird to me, uh, in a way, uh, but uh, Fox is a, a new show, which uh, just started a week ago, so I've seen the first episode. Uh, the show is called Gotham. This is airing on the Fox Network on Mondays, at least in my area, and it, this is basically a, uh, a story of the early days in Gotham City before Batman, when we have a young Bruce Wayne, about a, I don't know, he's probably about supposed to be maybe 13-ish, somewhere 12, 13 in that age, give or take, uh, and um, not really giving much away, uh, spoiler alert, uh, you know, but everybody probably listening to this podcast at least know Batman's origins of Bruce Wayne's parents being murdered, being killed in front of him. Uh, having this effect to make him, uh, you know, eventually grow up to be this, uh, you know, character of Batman to uh, instill fear in the criminals and, and try to uh, save Gotham City from from all the badness that has, uh, you know, infected it for so long. But in this show, again, uh, Bruce is a young, younger boy, man, whatever. And it, it really follows uh, Gordon. I was going to say Commissioner Gordon, but in this case, he's just Detective Gordon, played by Ben McKenzie, who was on the OC. And we are going to, with this show, what you saw in the first episode especially, were uh, most of the villains and things that we know and, and other characters from Batman, but much younger. We see a young Catwoman. We see a younger Penguin. We see a younger uh, Edward Nigma or the Riddler. Uh, and, uh, and, and just all these different, uh, characters that, you know, from Batman, but, but in their younger, earlier guises, and you're going to supposed to be probably really, it's, it's a way to do a very extended origin story and show how these characters came to be what they are later on. You know, a lot of people have been concerned or, or people that I've been talking to and other things I've read online, you know, Hey, you know, how do you do a, a, a TV show about Batman with no Batman? Uh, they've done it in comics. Uh, Gotham Central, I think they did a run of comics. I never really read those, but there was a, you know, they followed the uh, uh, Gordon being a detective and, and the police department and so forth. So uh, it looks good. I, the first episode, I thought they they cram a lot in the first pilot episode. You know, you get to see a little bit of all these characters. There's a lot there, but I, I think I, I have hope for it. I think it uh, has some good, really good elements. It looks cool. It's 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 well done. The characters and actors seem well cast. So uh, yeah, I'm going to definitely be watching this one. I'm excited by it. I, I love the character of Batman to see this kind of version 
in the early times and seeing how everything it develops, their their take on it, I think, will be interesting. It's something that hasn't really been done that much. They've done some early days of Batman in the comics, or you know, and gone back to this kind of era, and uh, it uh, it'll be good. I, I'm looking forward to it. How long? How many seasons? Who knows? Let's just see what it's like and enjoy it for now. But here's a uh, this is a, an official extended trailer for Gotham. It's about two minutes long, so listen to this. I love this city, and I see it going to hell. Sometimes I think this place is cursed. But I won't let it fall apart without a fight. Citizens of Gotham, we will not, we cannot let these killers and these robbers and these rapists and these thugs win. Not on my watch. There is a war coming. A terrible war. There will be chaos. Rivers of blood in the streets, I know it. It's my new partner, Jim Gordon. You have a little danger in your eye. I wonder what you plan to do with that. You killed people before? That was war. This is war! We're at war! My name's Bruce Wayne. I promise you, I will find the man who did this. I'm learning to conquer fear. Fear doesn't need conquering. Fear tells you where the edge is. Somebody has to take over. It might as well be me. Gotham is on a knife edge. This is not a city for nice guys. Stop, Rochelle! dark and scary the world might be right now there will be light there will be light Brooks. Okay, so that's Gotham uh, for the Fox Network, uh, airing on Monday nights. Uh, again, it's a, a DC uh, comic book-based show. Got Ben McKenzie. Donald Logue is uh, his uh, <laughs> his partner, Harvey Bullock. Uh, David Mazuz, is that how you say his name? He is uh, the young Bruce Wayne. Uh, you have uh, Sean Pertwee, who is a, a great character actor as Alfred. I, I like Alfred in this. He's not the prim and proper Alfred that we, we've seen a lot. He, he's much more uh, just direct and doesn't pull any punches with what he says. So uh, I got a name, a guy named Robin Lord Taylor. What a name, huh? Robin Lord Taylor. He's playing uh, Penguin Oswald Cobblepot. Uh, he is uh, in the first episode... And you can see in this preview, he is sort of um, uh, kind of the second-hand man, or in a way, an upcoming mob guy for this character, Fish Mooney. She's a new uh, character. She's played by Jada Pinkett Smith, that Will Smith is wife, right? Yeah. Uh, she is his mob boss that works for uh, uh, Don Carmine Falcone, who is a longtime crime boss uh, in um, in the comics and everything. John, uh, is his name John? Yeah, it's Doman. 
Uh, he plays him. He, he's a good character actor. He's been around a lot. I like him a lot. Richard Kind, who pops up in lots of things. He's the mayor of Gotham City. He's playing uh, Aubrey James, Mayor Mayor James uh, of Gotham. Uh, what else do we want to say here? We've got uh, Aaron Richards as Barbara Keene. She's uh, Jim Gordon's fiance. Uh, Cameron Bakovinda, Benkovdeva, something like that. She is Selena Kyle. She is the young cat woman or cat girl, or let's call her kitten, huh? No, let's not do that. <laughs> so yeah, this is a it's it's a really cool idea. I I I really admire their 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 they're doing a show like this they uh that they have the you know the guts to to do a show uh batman show without batman i i I think we're going to eventually see also uh scarecrow hugo strange harvey dent mr freeze uh and those characters uh but uh we the the big uh villain that you haven't really heard much about yet at all and maybe they're going to save him for a season two is the joker a young joker uh, I think that that's going to be a tricky one to pull off because, you know, the, the story of the Joker is so tied to the story of Batman in, in most of the comics and versions that I've ever read. Uh, and, and it's been twisted and changed in lots of different fashions. I mean, they, they, they're constantly sort of changing that. But I've always felt that, that to Batman kind of is, is part of the creation of the Joker. I've always felt like they went together. So... It, I'm not sure what a young Joker would be like at this stage. Would he just be a, a, a criminal, a thug, a crazy guy? I don't, I don't know. But uh, I like the fact that one of the things that I thought was kind of cool is um, his name is Corey Michael Smith, who plays Edward Nigma. He is the coroner uh, for the Gotham City Police Department right now, and he and he's obviously still likes riddles and things. In the first episode, he he throws out a riddle, and uh, Detective Gordon, Jim Gordon, uh, figures it out pretty quickly, which seems to frustrate him. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I I really like I like all the, you know, there's so much uh, background on a lot of this that they can use and have fun with here for this show. I think they, uh, they there's plenty for them to do. Looks like they're doing 16 episodes for the first season, uh, so uh, we'll see how this continues to uh, to play out. So uh, let's see. So we've got a uh, Gotham on Monday, Flash on Tuesday, Arrow coming back on Wednesday, and yeah, I'm looking forward to. I guess we can talk a little bit about that. Two seasons so far of Arrow. The third season's coming up. Uh, a lot's happened last year. I think it's going to be a different kind of a season. There's a lot of... Um, I've been hearing a lot of talk about different actors and different characters showing up on Arrow this year. I think the show is going to constantly be uh, evolving and changing, which is good. They've really uh, done a good job keeping the show moving, not having it a formula thing. They they have a... It's mostly an ongoing story, but I, again... I can't say enough good things about Arrow. If you've not watched that show, and you're a fan of genre things or comics or any any any, any geeks out there, really, I think you would enjoy Arrow. So catch up on it on uh, Netflix or wherever you want to catch up on it, and, and, and get ready for uh, season three of Arrow. John, there's an illegal shipment of RPGs headed your way. I'm on it. You like Italian? What? Tonight, you like Italian, right? Everyone likes Italian. Oliver, you're in the middle of a high-speed chase. I'm multitasking. There will only be two types of criminals left in Starling City. The ones we put away, the ones that are running scared. 
you keep this up, there won't be any criminals left for me to prosecute. You have failed this city. How are you, detective? Wishing I was still a detective. I've got to go. You got a hot date or something? Don't look so surprised. I haven't been gone that long. Something's meant to die. You, for example. Ray Palmer. Parked on your roof, I hope that's okay. You guys validate, right? There are still a few things that you don't know about me. Behind you! I never said I didn't know how to use a gun. Arrow. Season premiere, Wednesday, October 8th, on The CW. Yeah, again, that's uh, some of season three of Arrow coming. Uh, it's uh, just to really, it's probably basically my favorite uh, TV show. I, it, Stephen Amell, who plays Oliver slash Arrow, is, is great. And, and one thing I will say about Stephen is, uh, you know, as an as a actor and, and, a, and a guy, you know, on and a personality go on youtube and find some of his q a stuff that he answers fan questions and things he's just seems like such a down-to-earth personable guy i hope this guy just continues to do well both on arrow and in any future projects movies i i, I so so want him to show up in a in a justice league movie i i, I will just I, I i may protest any justice league movie if they have arrow in it Green Arrow, whatever they call him in the movie, if they have, if they don't have Steven um, play that part, I, I think they're insane. I just, <laughs> I just, he is just uh, perfect, and, and he just seems like a great guy. I'd love to see him at a convention. I don't, I don't know how many do, he does. He seems to be very busy, but uh, I would love to see that. And uh, you know, just everybody else on this show are, are, are they're all great. Uh, you know, from uh, Emily Bett Rickards who plays Felicity. Uh, she's fantastic. We got Jeremy, John Barrowman, uh, uh, Katie Cassidy, who's going to be in Austin uh, later this week, so that's cool. And uh, you know, John Diggle, played by David Ramsey, who's a Detroit guy. You know, so it, it just a fantastic show. Uh, again, can't say enough good things about Arrow. Watch it. And um, so, and, oh, and Roy Harper, uh, played by Colton Haynes, uh, is going is going to have a much bigger role. Looks like this year, he's going to be you know, kind of uh, the Green Arrow or Arrow's character, um, his protege with a, a more of a red outfit and, in you know, a bow and arrow and all that. So uh, so that'll be cool. All right, let's move on to an animated show, uh, Star Wars, an animated show. And, yes, I'm talking about Rebels. Of course, Clone Wars is basically done. And although it looks like they're going to do a retrospective of, of some of the uh, last stuff they did, something that's going to be showing on the, the Cartoon Network or whatever channel it's on, Disney XD, whatever channel it's on. I'll look it up in a minute. But uh, we've got this new animated show, uh, Star Wars Rebels, which is set in the time period of the very, very cool time period to me, uh, a very interesting time period to explore between the prequel era, between episode three and the very start of uh, episode four, basically as the rebellion is really getting going. 
So this is supposed to show us the the Empire starting to really dominate the galaxy. We're supposed to see how the Rebel Alliance is kind of formed, how certain people and certain characters start to uh, fight back against the oppression of the Empire. So a great a great period to have a lot of fun, and also uh, a nice little thing to get us back into that original trilogy era of look, sound, uh, just the characters, planets, and, and all those things get us kind of back into that groove. And I will play uh, one of the many uh, previews for Rebels uh, that is on YouTube right now. So here you go. This is Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen. In a time of darkness, when fear ruled the galaxy. Move along, this is a restricted area. Heroes will rise. Entering hyperspace. Destinies will collide. Who is that kid? And a rebellion will ignite. I'm going to snuff out this spark before it catches fire. What happened down there? He did. We need an opening. Found one. Kids, stop! Sounds like someone I used to know. All troopers, focus your fire on... on the Jedi. Our future is uncertain. But in time, a new hope will emerge. Your parents must be worried sick. I don't have parents. The Force is strong with you, Ezra. Come with us. Learn what it truly means to be a Jedi. What part of Blast Them did you not understand? It's over, Jedi. Not this time. Now! Star Wars Rebels. Join the rebellion. Coming this October on Disney XD. Excuse the intrusion, Inquisitor, but I have encountered a rebel cell. You did well to call. Your devotion to your master is admirable, but it will not save you. Yeah, so this this show looks uh, really good. We get to see a, a cool time frame uh, or time period in the uh, Star Wars history. We've got to run down some of the characters quickly here. Again, the, the show is going to be on the Disney XD channel. Some cable people might not get that uh, or whatever, but uh, it starts on October uh, 3rd, actually next weekend. Or is that, uh, what, that next Friday? It's going to do a one-hour uh, preview, or not preview, but a one-hour special Star Wars Rebel Spark of Rebellion for the premiere episode. And then that's going to be, I think, shown again starting on Monday nights on October 13th. So there's your uh, layout for it. Um, but uh, Freddie, Prince, Freddie Prince Jr. is canon. He is the, uh, the, the renegade Jedi survivor of Order 66. 
He's mostly going to keep his lightsaber uh, hidden, although in these previews that I've been seeing, he's out got it out quite a bit. So, But he's going to be mostly using a blaster a lot of the time. And uh, he uh, he's pretty... Uh, sarcastic and kind of distraught over his uh you know what's happened to the uh, to the galaxy uh taylor gray is ezra he is the young 14 year old who seems to be strong in the force and and becomes it looks like mostly canon's uh protege we have steven bloom playing zeb uh he has uh he looks a lot like the the early mccory uh chewbacca he, uh, you know, one of the things about this show that's kind of cool is they're taking some of the original McQuarrie work and designs and using them then in this show, which is neat because it's sort of a precursor to what you see in A New Hope. So they can twist uh, the look of things a little bit and make them look Star Wars-like, but not exactly like they did, you know, years later in in A New Hope. Uh, we have Taya Sarkar. His, she is Sabine. She's a female Mandalorian. Uh, we have Hera. She's a Twi'lek female. She is the owner of the sh- the main kind of ship that's sort of a Millennium Falcon kind of a ship, the Ghost. Uh, she she pilots and owns that. Uh, she's played by Vanessa Marshall. Uh, Jason Isaac is uh, sorry. Jason Isaacs is this new character, the Inquisitor, who. It, you know, looks like a cross between Darth Vader <laughs> and Darth Maul to me a little bit. Uh, he uses this weird little kind of double-bladed lightsaber-y thing. Uh, and um, he is tasked by Vader. And I'm not sure how much we're going to see Vader in here at all, but uh, supposedly the Inquisitor is sent uh, after, uh, or Vader is uh, sending the Inquisitor out to hunt down any remaining Jedi and, and kill them off. So... Um, uh, Billy D. Williams is supposed to pop up in this as Lando. Uh, James Arnold Taylor is also doing the voice of Obi-Wan again that you heard there in the preview. Anthony Daniels, of course, is C-3PO. We'll see R2-D2. So, yeah, this this looks great. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to a new animated uh, Star Wars show. It's going to be cool to have this on the air as we, as we get closer to Episode 7. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. And... Uh, you know, full full light speed ahead. So, uh, it's uh, it's it's just uh, a, a great idea, and it's a great time uh, to to have this going to be coming on the air, uh, being produced by Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm Animation. So uh, yeah, check it out. And uh, Dave Filoni, who worked on the Clone Wars, of course, is 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 behind the scenes a lot on this along with a few other people. But uh, so if you enjoyed the Clone Wars and what he did there, uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy this. And, and they've really got a neat look, a good look for it. I think it looks so much like uh, just the early early days of the Rebellion. They, they got that down in the music and just, just really exciting stuff. So uh, stay tuned for Star Wars Rebels just about a week away or so. All right, next up, uh, this isn't really exactly sci-fi or fantasy, but I, I think it's going to be a good. I saw the first episode of it, so I want to talk a little bit about it. It's this new show for CBS Monday Nights, and is called Scorpion. Supposedly, it's based on a somewhat true story of this team of very highly intelligent uh, people who go help the government solve problems. Uh, The main character, Walter O'Brien, is basically an eccentric kind of genius, uh, very good with computers and so forth. But uh, let me play the trailer for you, and I'll come back and talk a little bit more about Scorpion on CBS. My name is Walter O'Brien, and I'm a genius. 
That's why I started this company. A tactical team made up of the smartest people on the planet. Whoa, 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 what are you doing? I got this. Just not necessarily the most normal people on the planet. Why are you stealing electricity? Just borrowing it. I thought we were paying the bills after the credit national job. I worked for three days on this great loss algorithm. For Got lost in the numbers and you forgot to pay the electric bill. Homeland Security, we're looking for Walter O'Brien. I ran checks on all of you. Mechanical prodigy, world-class shrink, a human calculator. Brilliant minds working at half capacity. You want to do something meaningful? Here's your chance. 45 minutes ago, there was an automatic software upgrade in the LAX control tower. Now the entire system's down. Without landing guidance, those planes run out of fuel. If that happens, 20,000 people die. I'm hacking into airport security. I'm going to rotate your cameras to point at the monitors. I'm not comfortable with you hacking into anything at this airport. Then don't make it so easy. I'm sure there's an army of people working on this as we speak. This one team... We're down to a 17% chance of success. ...is pure genius. I need you to get me into a Ferrari 458. Force the gas cap open, pull out the ECM chips. We're in! From the director of Fast and Furious... Yeah, Scorpion, uh, this is supposed to be inspired by a true story about an eccentric computer genius, Walter O'Brien, and uh, he's played by Elias Gable. I've not seen that actor before, but I, I really enjoyed this first preview, our first pilot episode, the first episode last week. Uh, Catherine McPhee, the singer and actress, is Paige. Uh, she's this uh, single mother of this genius boy. She's a waitress. Uh, when they first meet her, and she ends up helping him out. Robert Patrick, of course, who's always great. Uh, and uh, just I saw him over the summer in that From Dust Till Dawn TV series. He's Agent uh, Cabe Gallo. He's uh, with Homeland Security, and he kind of recruits this team. Eddie K. Thomas, uh, he is in it also. He's he's a fun uh, actor. He's uh, done mostly movies, but he's Toby Curtis. He's this... Uh, behaviorist he has uh you know he can read people he he, he has uh you know those skills um jaden wong is happy quinn she is the mechanical engineer and then the uh, statistician the the math genius guy is played by Ari stidham sylvester dodd uh sylvester is his name uh, some there's some other characters that uh, appear too, but CBS uh, it has started last week on Monday. Uh, I'm looking forward to this show, watching more of it. A lot of action, a lot of fun. It's some nice heart stuff uh, in it too, with the fact that uh, Paige, this atri- uh, this uh, I was gonna say actress, <laughs> the waitress uh, who helps them all sort of you know work with the real world. Uh, she has this mentally gifted son. Uh, ralph uh so uh yeah anyway this uh again looks like a fun show uh, i think it's going to be uh, a good time uh we'll see how it does uh you know i think there's um you know some fun things here all right uh, i'm going to do one more i think and and then we'll go we'll go over some returning things some other stuff too but one more i really wanted to focus on was this uh, uh show called constantine which is another uh, comic book based show 
This is uh, from the DC uh, Vertigo line of books and line of comics. And this show, I don't think, is going to be starting until later in October. It's going to be airing on the the wonderful Friday night 10 o'clock time slot after Grimm, which is going to be returning, which is a great show. Hopefully that'll be a good lead-in for it. But Constantine, uh, they did a Keanu Reeves movie of this character uh, a few years ago, which was an okay movie. I liked it, but it it really didn't uh, capture the character the way the character is really. Uh, For one thing, he's British in the comics, but... um, so, uh, well, let me play the uh, play the trailer for you, one of the YouTube trailers, and then I'll come back and talk uh, more about this show. I can guarantee you things are crawling out of the shadows on a scale we've never seen before, John. What is happening to me? If you don't listen to me, you'll be dead by morning. There are worlds beyond ours. Parallel planes of existence. My name is John Constantine. A young boy killed his father here 35 years ago. Look around. What are they? Souls. Trapped. Searching for a way out. Henry, hand me the knife. Not all souls go gently into the night. There's a lot of panic down here. People can sense what's on the way. What's on the way? Can't save her. Astra? You can't have her! You can't have her! John, get me out of here! She isn't coming back, John. Do you remember the killer? See that demon every time I close my eyes. Can you open the gate, please? I've got time, precious. Now that you can see these things, they can see you. And they don't like to be seen. I'm addressing the entity inside. Whoever you are, I'm a nasty piece of work. Shall we then? Tracked an evil spirit to your house. It might be inside your kid. You mind if we take a look? Yeah, that won't work. No. Yeah, so the, a little hard to understand what's going on in that trailer, but it's very, very uh, graphic and supernatural elements. You know, this is a uh, the character of John uh, Constantine. Um, he's this chain-smoking, uh, messed-up guy, basically in the comics. And uh, they're not going to show the chain smoking on TV, I guess. They can't, they can't show smoking on TV anymore. They can show like you know people being stabbed, murdered, shot, you know, whatever. But boy, you show someone smoking, oh my gosh. 
which I just find ridiculous, frankly. But anyway, besides that, uh, it, it's supposed to hold closer to the original material that uh, DC Vertigo uh, has published. This doesn't start until uh, October 24th, so just before Halloween. It's going to be again on NBC right after uh, Grimm on Friday nights. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I've read the comic here or there. Not, not a real regular reader of it. Hellblazer is um, really the comic series that it's based on. And uh, uh, we've got a lot of really good talent here. David S. Goyer working on this. Matt Ryan is playing the main uh, character of Constantine. Sorry, uh, Bear McCreary, who everyone knows from doing Battlestar music and a lot of other things. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be good, I think. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see how it does in the ratings and how people respond to it, of course. Uh, that's always a question mark. But uh, they, they've changed the, the actress playing uh, in, in the role, too, or in the, in, in the series. There was somebody named Lucy Griffiths, uh, and they've uh, replaced her now. I don't know, exactly know all the details of what happened there. But uh, uh, Harold Perrineau is, is Manny. He's a, an angel uh, assigned to watch over Constantine. Everybody knows him from the TV show Lost. Uh, so... Uh, so yeah, this should be good. I'm looking forward to it. He's kind of an an occult and detective, exorcist guy, whatever. Uh, and uh, you know, one of the things in the comic that I thought was interesting always, and they showed in the movie version they did, was uh, Constantine was a as a smoker, and he's supposed to be have lung cancer and dying. I'm not sure how much they're going to play into that in, in the, the series since they're not showing him smoking. I don't know if they're going to reference the fact that he's dying and all that, uh, or, or how they're going to do it, but. Uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. So, um, so what else? What else we got going on this uh, season on TV? Well, of course, uh, one of my favorite shows, a comedy, uh, The Big Bang Theory, came back. Uh, it's on Monday nights now for a bit because of Thursday night football. So that I enjoy. And and uh, what else? I'm trying to cover the other genre stuff. Oh, Once Upon a Time. I won't talk too much about that. It's you know we're entering the four, fourth season, but for those interested uh they're doing a uh, a little bit of a takeoff on the movie frozen with some of the characters showing up on that that starts again actually tonight uh so uh so that should be fun we've got of course the vampire shows coming back like the originals and the vampire diaries which i think are both still great uh fun shows to watch uh really good looking forward to those grim of course is coming back later uh in october and uh, I think that covers most of the, uh, you know, genre stuff. Uh, Person of Interest, which has a lot of computer, you know, this computer watching uh, over everyone is back. Uh, I watched the first episode of that uh, the for this week. So lots of good TV, lots of fun things to watch. I'm sure everybody uh, can find something to enjoy, you know, especially things like uh, Flash and Arrow and Rebels. And uh, and I think Gotham looks good too. So uh, and Constantine and all of them. <laughs> it's uh, funny. You know, I have this thing about watching you know three or so episodes of new shows and then giving them a you know a, kind of a hit or miss. I've been I, I've been really happy with the, the way that's worked in the last few years for me, just because I used to be really felt like I would just have to keep watching these shows if I started to watch them. Not even so much because I do this podcast, but just because I, I feel like, well, maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll get better. But no, I'm not doing that too too much anymore. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll see for this year. I have a feeling this year I'm going to like all of the, the stuff that I talked about. I, I don't think there's going to be anything that I'm going to drop here. 
uh, it, it too much. I think all these things are going to be ones I'm going to keep watching. So that is, I guess, uh, probably wraps up today's show. Oh, I will. I will say I was going to comment something like this at the beginning of this uh, of this uh, podcast, this special show. But uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that have dropped cable. You know, don't have cable anymore. They watch a lot of things later on Netflix. Uh, they binge watch series, you know, seasons all, you know, watch two or three seasons of a, of a show over a weekend. I've always very much enjoyed the regular format of watching a new episode every week. I, I like the fact that you get to sort of think about it and digest it and ponder it and then see another episode rather than just plow right through them. I think it's a completely different experience. Plus, it, it seems to fit my style and lifestyle better. I, I I, I can grab an hour or two a night to watch a show. I have a hard time watching, you know, like a whole season on a weekend. I, I very, you know, I have a little time each day. I just don't have big blocks of time to do that. So it works for me, I guess. And I have a TiVo that's capable of taping lots of things, recording lots of stuff, even things on at the same time when there's those conflicts. So uh, so that's helpful, too. So. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to see my, you know, say that's that's my preferred method. I know there's a lot of people that don't do things that way. You know that watch uh, stuff later on on DVD, Blu-ray, or don't have time to keep up. Uh, but uh, it, it's uh, it's what I enjoy. I enjoy watching the new shows and seeing what they're like. So, uh, but uh, yeah. So let's wrap this up. Uh, let me say what's coming up uh, future on Treks in Sci-Fi. Next weekend, you will have Mark here. He's going to cover an episode of the older, uh, the original Outer, Outer Limits. Outer Limits. What? <laughs> Oh, a little tired today. Got up a little too early. Got to get out and paint the house soon, too. So uh, he's going to cover the episode, The Xanti Misfits, from the original Outer Limits TV series. And in two weeks, I will be back with a vidcast. That will be a vidcast. And we'll be covering everything that happens at 2014's uh, Wizard World Austin Comic Con. I'll be down there with, uh, let's see, we have the two gens and we have angela and casey i uh, noah and uh, i think there's a couple people that aren't coming this year but uh, most of the people that were there last year will be there we're going to do a lot of costumes a lot of fun a lot of cool things going on and uh, i'm going to do a photo op with somebody too in my mal costume so i'm looking forward to that uh summer glow yeah i'm gonna i might as well just say it yeah she's gonna be there of course she was river on uh, firefly slash serenity and i said well gosh if she's gonna be there i gotta get a picture with her in my uh malcolm captain reynolds outfit so that should be cool but that'll be a vidcast in two weeks and on the 19th the moyers and jen are going to be here to cover the uh, series that new show that i'm not watching i haven't started it it just it's not on my radar uh sometime but that new show outlander uh with the woman that time travels and 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 they did a uh jen did a podcast about that uh on anomaly uh with uh her mom and her sister i think it was uh that i listened to and it it uh was pretty fun so they're going to cover that on the 19th and on the 26th of october i'll be here with a halloween episode a special halloween episode that i like to do and I'm going to cover a, a little bit of an older movie this time uh, with Vincent Price called The House on Haunted Hill. Uh, and I think that will be a lot of fun. It was tricky to find a good topic this year. I've covered a lot of the real uh, classics that I've always wanted to cover for Halloween, like, like um, you know, the movie Halloween, 
you know, Frankenstein, Dracula. Uh, just uh, it, it's getting harder to pick a new topic. I like to have them, you know, very kind of Halloween oriented or whatever. But I was thinking about other things like Friday the Thirteenth movies, uh, but uh, or some zombie stuff. But this year, I'm going to go back with a classic, uh, Vincent Price, uh, House on Haunted Hill. So from th- that's from 1959. All right. Well, without any further ado, I hope everybody's enjoyed this preview look, audio and not a video. <laughs> but I think uh, it was fun. So I hope you've enjoyed it and uh, enjoy the new TV season. You know, check some of this stuff out. You know, don't just wait till Netflix. Give it some ratings. Get get some of these shows, you know, to continue and uh, and and at least give them an episode or two and get you know check it out and see what you think. So, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, I always appreciate it, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye bye. This has been a Rick Dosti podcast production.